0: Hey, welcome back to Mystery Kink. My name is Chris. And I'm Leonard. Hey, Leonard. How's your Saturday going, brother?
1: Uh, You know, I had a lot of stuff to do today, but then I don't know where um, it went to nothing. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do podcast today. Just rest all all day before podcasts and then do all the shit I have to do tomorrow.
0: Hell yeah. I, I worked my brains out. It was 105 today uh southern california summer sucks the winter time is cool because it's like a good 70 in the winter but man these summers are getting bad
1: none of them they are man like i mean just going outside for a smoke you could just feel like the heat like you walk outside and it kind of feels like a toaster oven it's just like damn
0: yeah it's crazy it's crazy man i gotta tell you though the spooky season cometh it, no man, I can't can wait for our feel it almost. Spirit of Halloween is open. I've gone and wasted too much money there. I've gone to Target. <laughs> Target is fucking my day. I have bought so much, like I bought a Gremlins uh plush thing, but the hands and feet and the face part are like hard plastic, so it looks like Gizmo from Gremlins.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Oh, I fucking it's sitting on my iron giant, which I also obtained from Target. Sitting next to my Tri Wizard cup, which I also got from Target. Target is killing me right now.
1: It, it seems like it, man. Like I, I'm not really a Target guy. I don't really go to Target that often. So, like, what's what's so cool about Target?
0: You don't have to deal with the people of Walmart. That's for sure. <laughs>
1: well, well, I mean. I mean, I think people would just be like, no, nah, I don't want to go to Walmart. I'll just go to Target instead. Because uh, Walmart, there's always something happening.
0: Well, I like both. I don't have a preference. Target's more like if I'm looking for a specific item. Like, if I'm looking for something nerdy that's specifically nerdy, Target has a really good nerd hidden section.
1: Did you say uh, in the chat earlier with uh, Adam that uh, they also have a good uh, something else? You said something about, like, they have, like, a good hidden... Uh, those those bobblehead thingies
0: that oh uh, no Walmart fun- Walmart Walmart has a really good Funko Pop collection. Like I found some characters that like I'm like never seen, but like right now on Star uh, on New- Star Wars on Disney Plus, there's a show called Star Wars: The Bad Batch, and it's like the, the uh, reject Bad. clones. Oh, like it's like okay. cl- yeah, they're clones, but they like they got fucked up in their cloning process. So like one's kind of dumb and big and bulky. Like one super smart, uh, one actually came out good but got blowed up. So he's a Bad Batch clone, and they're hated. <laughs> All these other clones are like, "Go sit in your own fucked up table, you fucked up weirdos." I was like, "Damn, I like these guys." Weight,
1: <laughs> you like these guys? Why are you being so mean? The to Bad
0: you Batch, the Bad Batch kids, the the handicap kids. I like them. They're cool as fuck. Like they come in like first episode and just fuck the mission up but they succeed. They're like, no, purposely goes and pushes a tank over a cliff instead of destroying it. Damn. And uh, I've been looking for his bot for his, uh, his Funko pop forever. Walmart seemed to have it. So I was like, all right. Wrecker from B- bad batch is sitting on my desk along with Kylo Ren's lightsaber and a bunch of nerdy shit.
1: Actually, so, I know you did the Funkos, but like, so did like Adam, I think I had his girlfriend. Like what's so, what's so cool about Funko?
0: It's just, they make, they're adult toys, like not adult, like not dildos, but they're adult toys.
1: No, so no bad dragon. No, uh, ew. <laughs>
0: but yeah, no, I, I'm honestly surprised I still get laid with the like what my desk looks like. My desk looks like a twelve year old <laughs> wet dream. I got a, I got a, I got a Ghostbusters paranormal investigator badge. I got a, a baby Yoda phone holder. I got a Rick Sanchez flipping everyone off. Like I. <laughs> Not to mention the special edition holographic comic books I have up here too. Like
1: <laughs> Oh, and you also don't forget like your to add it on, top and all of them you got those pit vipers.
0: Yeah, two pairs of the pit vipers. I got the Donatello's, which are dope, and I have the cosmic double wides. I really hope that with Halloween coming up and this being the first Halloween since pandemic, they do like a Beetlejuice pair or some kind of Halloween pair, and I'd be on it. Don't care the price. Dude.
1: A a Beetlejuice pair would be pretty badass. I'm not gonna
0: lie. Oh hell yeah, green and like black and just yuck. Oh, because I I absolutely love Beetlejuice. One of my favorite quotes is, "I've seen The Exorcist 132 times, and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it." I was like,
1: "Yeah, Yeah. dude." When you sent the the chat, I was just like, "He didn't really say that, right?" And you sent a gift that showed said the entire thing, and I was just like, dude, I did not even pick that up when I when I first watched Beetlejuice. And I love Beetlejuice.
0: I remember Beetlejuice being a kids movie. Like, specifically being for children. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I watched it the other day, and I was like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> dude, the, the, you're talking about the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, like, Hold on. When, he's a fuck <laughs> back wh- then. You know what I mean?
0: When whoever... It is, I forget the dude's name, asked Beetlejuice what his qualifications are. He turns around and says qualifications and does the jerk-off motion. I was like, I don't remember that. That makes it immensely better, but I don't remember that.
1: I actually remember him doing that, but I didn't really know what it actually meant. Until, like, you know, later on. I
0: just did not, I seen it and I was like, this man is my hero. (laughs) Michael motherfucking (laughs) Keaton. Not only is he a Batman... He's the boss in the other guys. He's in a, he's the Birdman in the Birdman super movie superhero movie. He's also the Vulture in the new Spider-Man movie. I was like, man, Michael Keaton needs to come back as Batman. And I mean, another
1: Beetlejuice. I think a lot of people were actually saying that like they preferred a Michael Keaton doing Batman.
0: Uh, No, Michael Keaton is the best Batman, hands down. Christian Bale's cool, but he's like an emo Batman. I don't like the... I don't <laughs> like the... The Dark Knight talking like this, like he's a rapist. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was uh, it was kind of weird. Didn't Ben Affleck do that shit too? Was it Ben Affleck?
0: Uh, never seen the Ben Affleck one. The one, the one that I'm talking about is Christian Bale. The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Returns, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Dark Knight Rises or some shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, it's those are good. Yeah, fucking Batman's cool and all, but you know, whatever. This is going to piss off Adam. Adam, but he's no Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> Dude, don't even get, man. You know, you know what? You shouldn't have even said that cuz I'm pretty sure when Adam and I do an episode for the podcast, it's going to be like by Z's for a little tiny bit here and there. I'm pretty sure he's going to mention that. He'll be like, "No, Batman's the best and he nobody could beat Batman."
0: Oh and yeah.
1: Go like you
0: no, know, Batman's super cool. He hides in the shadows and he has no powers. That's really cool. <laughs>
1: Dude, you're, like, tilting every
0: Batman lover. (laughs) I'm doing it. I'm going for it. I'll go for it. Let's not
1: start. If Batman and
0: Superman got into a fight, Superman's breaking his neck, Batman's not winning. Don't care. No prep time. Don't care. Batman is not winning.
1: (laughs) Let's just go back on right. today's episode.
0: Little little fun chatter before the show started. All right,
1: it's That's a nice, good little good warm up.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. So, okie dokie, the road to Roswell,
1: the re-recording.
0: Yeah, we lost the first one due to some errors. It happens. I didn't talk well. No, nah, it's not just that. It was it was a plethora of bullshit.
1: Oh, I thought it was just like that. It sounded like really low. I was you
0: sounded crazy. low, but there was there were some other issues, but I don't, it's not all your fault.
1: No, oh, I thought it was.
0: No, no, no. It was it was a collective screw up. All right. Good. OK, so Roswell, New Mexico is thought of as a one and done UFO or UAP crash, a hot air balloon failure or all around hoax. Roswell, New Mexico is not the actual side of the crash, but adjacent to it. The sequence of events which was triggered in late June or early July, William Mac Braswell, a ranch foreman, noticed clusters of debris on the Foster Ranch, which was about 30 miles or 50 kilometers outside of Roswell. Initial press coverage suggested Braswell first noticed the material in early July. Though later report suggested a June date for the discovery of the debris. But perhaps the incident that ended on the Foster's Ranch wasn't a one-and-done UAP scenario and began during World War II
1: you know so since we're getting to the road of roswell here now i think just to tell the audience you know why we're doing this because you know because we did the research before i think the road the roswell is actually really really important because this is actually some crazy facts that happens way before well not way before but before the roswell crash and it's just very very interesting because not many people People talk about it, and I feel like it's actually a huge asset that people need to look at and not just the crash itself.
0: Oh, no, I completely agree. Like, saying that Roswell is just a one-and-done situation is like saying the Manhattan Project was just created for shits and giggles and has nothing to do with World War II.
1: (laughs) I think we're talking about the Manhattan Project on this episode, too, Mm -hmm. aren't we?
0: Yes, we are. Wow.
1: Well, I guess we could dive in here to the Foo Fighters. The term Foo Fighters was used in the Allied aircraft pilots during the World War II to describe various UFOs and mysterious aerial phenomenons seen inside the skies over both the European and Pacific theaters of operations. A representation of the German Foo Fighter in a diorama exhibited at the International UFO Museum in Roswell, New Mexico. Though the Foo fighters initially described a type of UFO reported and named by the U.S. four hundred fifteenth Night Fighter Squadron. The term was also commonly used to mean any UFO sightings from that period. Formerly reported on November 1944 onwards, two fighters were presumed by witnesses to be the secret weapons employed by the enemy. The Robertson panel explored possible explanations, for instance, that they were electrostatic phenomenon similar to the St. Elmo's fire. Electromatic phenomenon or simply reflections on lights from an ice crystal. Okay. Now, before go, yeah, before I go further on that, what do you mean reflections of a like ice crystal?
0: Okay, we'll get into what? that. Starting with St. Elmo's fire. It's a weather phenomenon in which luminous plasma is created by a corona discharge from a rod like object, such as a mast, fire, chimney, or animal horn. So St. Elmo fire is just a charged up rod like structure that just shoots off a little like electricity look like. Okay. So airplanes do it a lot. It's not a really weird it's a pretty common phenomenon, but the air the ice crystals over the European theater would capture the Saint Elmo's fire and make it look like a flying ship, allegedly. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. These, uh, what is it? Illusions are following this. The following the airplanes, doing turns, flips, dips, and dives, and running into Guy Fieri. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So I don't really think a re- reflection could follow all that. To be honest,
0: a reflection would potentially follow it, but it would follow the same maneuvers as the airplane. And these guys are out maneuvering and doing wild shit next to the airplane and not just doing what the airplane's doing.
1: Yes, yeah, which is actually pretty insane. Especially if you're talking about 1944 here.
0: It is propeller planes, some maybe small jet engine style planes, but mostly prop planes.
1: Yeah. So basically like people are seeing something that's like way different type of technology from of the sighting because of the year.
0: Oh yeah, definitely not correct uh vehicular mo- movements.
1: Yeah. All right, let's continue on here. Sightings occurred in November 1944 when the pilots flying over the Western Europe by night reported seeing fast-moving, round-glowing objects following their aircraft. The objects were variously described as fiery and glowing red, white, and orange. Some pilots described them as resembling Christmas tree lights and reported that they seemed to toy with the aircraft making wild turns before simply vanishing. Pilots and aircrew reported that the objects flew formation with their aircraft and behaved as if they were under intelligent control, but never displayed any hostile behavior. You know, if I was actually a pilot, I would kind of actually would like that.
0: What you mean? You would like that they're not, like, attacking you? Because I would like that, too.
1: Well, not just attacking me, but, like, you're seeing this crazy aircraft that you haven't seen before and it's already out maneuvering you and doing some crazy shit but it wasn't at least hostile so it's just like if somebody like came up to you and like was playing a joke on you and be like ah no all right i'm gonna get out of here
0: no i think it's more like if you're walking through the big city and you see someone it looks like they're following you and you know you turn left they turn left you turn right they turn right and then after a while, you start getting kind of scared, and then they just kind of go left off on their own. You're like, oh, shit, we just happen to be in the same traveling lane.
1: You know what? Yeah, it has to a good explanation. Yeah, you can see it, like, both ways like that. It's actually, yeah, I can see that. It looks scary, yeah, it, but it, it, it
0: turns out it was just a dude looking for the fucking coffee shop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, however, though, they could not be outmovered or shot down. So these guys were actually also trying to shoot these guys down? And they were just dodging bullets like they were like Ultra Instinct from like uh, Super uh, Super Saiyan shit.
0: Uh, That's just American psyche. If it moves and you don't recognize it, stranger danger, you shoot it. (laughs) That's why if you see the Bigfoot...
1: No, no, no. And you're not going to change my mind on that, by the way. I I think no matter what, throughout this entire podcast, you're going to keep mentioning that and it's never going to change my mind.
0: It's going to be a nice callback and a deep cut for the fans. But we don't <laughs> need to change your mind. We just need a uh a listener to go out there and shoot the Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm not I mean, trying to well, convince you. I'm trying to convince some gun-happy redneck that listens to us to go out there and be like pop pop.
1: I'm I'm pr- I'm pretty sure there are rednecks going out and doing it cuz that redneck if anything would do it.
0: Yeah. Would you like fine. That, uh, no, that episode I- I have of Futurama. The episode of Futurama where uh, Fry finds the Bigfoot and it saves him from getting his uh, lower oh, horn cut off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh. dude. Shout out to Futurama though. <laughs> it's a, it's very underrated. I did. I was glad that I think they restarted back in what was it 2013 to like 2016. I think Some, they started new episodes.
0: Something like that. But here's here's a here's gonna piss off a lot of fans. You can cancel the Simpsons. Just bring back Futurama.
1: I I like Futurama. I believe it should be in the same category as The Simpsons.
0: Well, it's the like, same creators.
1: Oh Is it the same creators? Yeah,
0: that's why they did a crossover episode of Sup- uh, Simpsons and Futurama.
1: Oh, I thought they just did it because that was like the three major things. So nah, Matt it.
0: Uh, Matt Groening thing. created it.
1: Oh, it, but they should bring back Futurama. But hey, I'm not gonna lie though, yeah. I don't really
0: care for the Simpsons too much.
1: I don't. I don't. I'm not hating on the Simpsons. You know, that's it,
0: my childhood too. It, I, yeah. I no. It. A- it deserves its place in history.
1: It definitely does, but
0: Futurama had better episodes, better plot lines, better comedy, because it was geared for families, but it was more adult. Yeah. But back to the show.
1: All right, here. The phenomenon was widespread that the lights earned a name the European Theater of Operations. They were often called Kraut Fireballs, but for the most part, they were called Foo Fighters. The military took the sightings seriously, suspecting that the mysterious sightings might be secret German weapons. But further investigation revealed that the Germans and the Japanese pilots had reported the same sightings.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild that uh, Dave Gruel is a Foo Fighter.
1: Dave Gruel's
0: Gruel. He's the, uh, Wait, ta- <laughs> the drummer from the Nirvana, the became Fu the lead Fighter. singer of the Foo Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, you know he was the drummer of, you know he was the drummer, right, for for Nirvana before Kurt Cobain. I did not, I did not. Yeah, before Kurt Cobain uh, did what he did, <laughs> uh, he was the drummer for Nirvana, and then when it happened, he became he started Foo Fighters.
1: That's pretty crazy. Well, I mean, like, well, hey, well, at least he's uh, trying to move forward, right?
0: So yeah, so these German and Japanese fools are straight up like, yeah, we don't know what the hell this is either. <laughs> Stop blaming us, (laughs) which is pretty
1: crazy, because that means you got you know, you got American fighters, German fighters and then Japanese fighters all seeing the same type of uh, UFO. All these people scared that. Yeah, they're just like, hey, like, what the hell is going on? Like, whose is that? I'm pretty sure the Germans and the Japanese would be like, oh, this is American. This is American technology or something. But it wasn't that wasn't even the case at all.
0: No, it was not the case. It was like Americans first did the reporting. And then once the Europeans started reporting it, the Germans and the Japanese like, hey, we're seeing the same damn thing. We don't know what it is. We don't have this technology. In
1: 1945, in addition, Time magazine carried a story entitled The Foo Fighter, in which it reported the balls of fire have been following the USAAF night fighters over a month. And that the pilot's name named it The Foo Fighters. According to the Times, descriptions of the phenomenon varied, but the pilots agreed that the mysterious lights followed the aircraft closely at high speed. The balls of fire phenomenon reported from the Pacific Theater of Operations differed somewhat from the foo reported from Europe. The ball of fire resembled a large burning sphere which just hung in the sky. So kind of like a ball sack then, right?
0: Uh, I think it meant like a, just a regular ball. I don't think it had nothing to do with sack. But speaking of nutsack, <laughs> the balls of fire phenomenon was also reported by the army after shore leave. <laughs> wink, wink.
1: <laughs> but it was reported to sometimes follow the aircraft. There was speculation that the phenomenon could be related to the Japanese fire balloon campaign. As with the European Foo Fighters, no aircraft was reported of having attacked... By the ball of fire, so at least they when they're actually seeing this, three three different uh, type of armies. At least they're not getting attacked, but it's so memorizing that they can't forget about this. It keeps following them, but they don't know what it actually is. I kind of find that pretty memorizing because, like, just try, I'm trying to put myself inside their shoes. What the hell would you do, specifically? Because if you saw something that you don't know what the hell it is, why not? Oh no, no, they they, they try to shoot it down. it was really dodging stuff what would you do wouldn't you just be like you know what let me just get out of here
0: uh yeah no i really i i would definitely you're asking the wrong guy if i seen something i'd be like let's (laughs) head at it (laughs) let's find out like if we had
1: like what like suicide bomber
0: no not suicide bomber but if someone wrote a biography on my if it'd be fuck it let's find out (laughs) honestly
1: (laughs) well this is why we're uh ghost hunters right
0: exactly paranormal investigators But I think the whole Japanese uh, fire balloon campaign is a bullshit explanation. Like in the the Pacific Theater, maybe when they're fighting like Japanese and in Japanese areas, maybe that's a thing. But when they're in the European theater, there's no Japanese firebombing going on there. And the fire balloon campaign was just called the Fugu. It was just uh, a weapon that they sent up. It was a, bu- it was literally a bomb balloon an incendiary. So if your plane hit it, you blew it up or you caught fire.
1: So what? So are, when the, when talking about like the um, yeah the Japanese fire balloon, are they talking about like those candle things that you would just put them in the air and they None, all like float in the air? No, yeah. no.
0: Uh, what, what I just said was uh, the fugu. It's called a fugu. It's basically a like an like an, a fire grenade at the end of a balloon, and if you hit it, it sets it off. And basically, you catch your wooden oh. airplane on fire.
1: Oh, all right, all right.
0: Yeah, so it's it's pretty it's pretty dumb to like write off all the Foo Fighters situations as that it's possible, but it's not every situation was a fucking fire balloon from Japan.
1: Yeah, and I, I agree. And it is kind of weird, though. Like I can't believe that like three military, you know, three military governments and all Four. all the stuff that's going on. They see these, these.
0: for the Americans, so the Europeans, the Japanese, and the Germans.
1: Oh right, yeah, the Europeans, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's our allies, right?
0: Yeah, but that's still that's still four separate entities that are reporting this shit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So that's actually, that's, that's pretty crazy, and and I swear nobody talks about this. And this is like, I think this is really uh, something that people really need to actually keep an eye on and talk about. It's actually very very interesting. No, it's, this is the only time that four different countries saw the same exact shit, right?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know any other situation where all the countries came together. Maybe the Rendlesham Forest, which was a multi-based military situation that seen a UFO. Like it was a multinational military base, but at the same time, though, like this wasn't a war. It was two warring nations, basically. It was the Germans and the Japanese versus the Americans and the Allies and yeah both sides are like yeah we've seen the same thing we don't know what the fuck i mean it it could be one it's of just, hitler's ufo's hitler was into the ufo thing he was a mystic, he was into mysticism and shit so maybe
1: it's just it's just very interesting you know i don't really think we've seen anything else or any other governments or military talk about this stuff in just one time frame and i think that's actually kind of fascinating
0: yeah, no, it's it's definitely fascinating. It's it's an interesting situation. I mean, Foo Fighters have been reported as early as this year, you know, or, or as late as this year—not early, but late as this year.
1: The ball of fire phenomenon.
0: Yeah, they've been reported as late as uh, January of this year. What the hell?
1: I don't even know that.
0: Well, let's read these eyewitness accounts, and we'll find out what I'm talking about.
1: Um. All right here. Um. Actually that actually
0: goes a little bit of ahead. Oh, is there? are we ahead? I thought you already read all that.
1: Uh I didn't read the post the post war Robertson. No, panel.
0: my bad. Let's roll I that didn't back. That. I'll i cut I'll cut I'll fix this. I'll fix this little issue.
1: I thought we read it. <laughs> now you're no, you know what? You know what? No, uh, I always did that and you kept that in. Now you gotta do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got an excuse though. I'm sick as a fucking duck.
1: The post war Robertson panel. ...signed two Foo Fighter reports... ...noting that their behavior did not appear to be threatening... ...and mentioned possible explanations. For instance, that they were electrostatic phenomena ...similar to the St. Elmo's Fire, as we said earlier. Electromagnetic phenomenons, or simply... ...reflections from the ice crystals. Which, in my opinion, bullshit. But... ...the panel reported suggested that... ...if the terms flying saucers... Had it been popular in the 1943 and in 1945, these objects would have been so labeled.
0: Allegedly.
1: Allegedly. And now, we'll go on to the, uh, the sightings of this ball of fire. The Foo Fighters reported on many occasions around the world. Sightings from September 1941 in the Indian Ocean were similar to some later Foo Fighter reports. From the deck of the SS Pulaski, a Polish merchant vessel transporting British troops, two sailors reported a strange glowing globe with greenish light and about half the size of a full moon as it appears to us. So,
0: pretty big. Yeah, and what's wild is these um, balls of fire, these Foo Fighters, were mostly tagging and buzzing uh, airplanes. Why is it? going after the SS Pulaski, a merchant ship uh just a boat in the middle of the ocean why is it going after them because it's That's tr-
1: a good question but-
0: it's transporting British troops
1: so do you think like the aliens were wondering what the the Europeans were up
0: to no I don't think it's I think it's more of okay <laughs> I'm gonna sound crazy but if the na- natives why would what the fuck <laughs>
1: Hey, man, it's that, uh, it's that, what'd you get that? It's that log, it's that, the logger.
0: Yeah, no, I'm good though. Island. Uh, No, Longboard.
1: Longboard. There it is.
0: No, I was saying, um, I think honestly, like if the aliens were really checking out World War II, I think they're trying to understand the behavior of our peoples. Like, why is this guy who brings goods to merchants transporting British troops? You know what I mean?
1: Well, maybe they had to be in a Pacific area because maybe the United States told them like, "Hey, let's like go to this Pacific area," and they just used the SS Pulaski to do it to do so.
0: Well, they did that with the Queen Mary too. They used it as a a, a, a covert transport ship, which is what they're doing with the Pulaski yeah. too. So, why would this man who has who it doesn't really matter? He's probably making mad ducks because the war is you know causing inflation for his goods, so he's probably making mad ducks right now. Why is he, he risking is, his yeah. life, his business, and his career to help the Allies? That doesn't make sense, you know what I mean? Like, in a completely logical way, the the war's good for his business. Why is he potentially ruining his life for these guys? And that's probably why the aliens were checking out his boat, like, trying to understand human behavior. They're like, why the fuck... Is this guy just potentially, you know, getting himself killed, ruining his life, his family's life,
1: for what? Well, see, what I'm thinking is, maybe it's just mad cash. You know how some people would just be like, they would do stupid shit for like a million dollars? Yeah,
0: I know why he's doing it. He's making mad money, moving the people. He's a hero, technically, unsung hero, but... Would the aliens understand that? You know what I mean? Would the aliens understand why he's willing oh, to help end the war? True. So why but is it, but he... But
1: that, that would be... Yeah. Well, would that would mean, like, the aliens would actually know that there's a war going on.
0: You're going to tell me... They're seeing, like... You're you going to tell me they see all these but... airplanes fighting, they're buzzing them, they're flying next to them, seeing them shoot each other down and try and shoot themselves down? You don't think they're like, oh, this is just average every day on Earth... Fucking monkeys throwing stones at each other, <laughs> like it,
1: it's basically what America is. But, the world but they don't really know that. It's basically what the world is. Well, the world I mean, is the world just world, a bunch actually...
0: of pissed off monkeys throwing stones at each other. If you're not throwing stones, you're throwing shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually is good. But
1: you actually bring up an interesting point. Jokes aside, yeah. like maybe there were just like. Well, well, a lot of people were actually saying, though, that the making of the atomic bomb is what really brought the aliens to Roswell to begin with.
0: Sure. No, I that's probably why they, that's more than likely why allegedly why the aliens came. Allegedly. Yeah. But while they're here, they're trying to figure out if maybe we're ready to go to space with them. You know, maybe they're like, let's see if these monkeys are ready to uh, to go into space travel. They're like. We were there when they fell out of the trees. We were there when they start drawing rocks and shit at each other. Let's see if they're ready to go to space. And they come down and they're just like, why is that man nailed on a cross? Well, <laughs> we got to get the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> I've, seen that. I've seen that meme uh, on Facebook a few times. And, you know, it, it cracks me up a little bit. We were just like, and it's, a lot of people also make memes about it. Like, like, I'm pretty sure the aliens saw us and be like, you know what? We're just not going to come here.
0: Oh, it's blasphemous as fuck and disrespectful to religions that believe in Jesus. But also, it's pretty fucking funny.
1: Well, we're Christian. like So it's just like, you know, we got to understand the joke. Yeah, it's bad. But it's just, you know, as Christians, we're not supposed to judge anyway. So. Uh,
0: I think we're going to move on before we get too religious and have to cut out 45 minutes <laughs> of this episode.
1: All right, let's move on here. Charles R. Banstein of the U.S. 8th Air Force reported one of the first encounters with the Foo Fighters over the Belgium and Netherlands area. He described them as two fog lights flying at high rates of speed that could change directions rapidly. During debriefing, his intelligence officer told him that two RAF night fighters had reported the same exact thing, and it was later reported... Inside the British newspaper. So, dude, this is media twenty four seven. Oh, dude, this is what like, we're like we're doing kind of right now with COVID. Everybody is on media all about it, and now it's it's like across the world again. We
0: Anybody haven't changed. Talking about
1: it with the energy. No, in a hundred no, years haven't.
0: we haven't fucking changed. Eighteen hundreds, the biggest. <laughs> yeah. Everybody read the newspaper, the newspaper became the news show, the news shows became internet, and the internet became garbage. And, and, we, and we still follow it to the T. Like We're still like, did you hear what this did? Did you hear who did this? Did you hear about that? It's like, no. You know why? I want to be happy. Real quick, I deleted the social medias. I wasn't getting in trouble with the wife or anything like that. Like A lot of people were like, did you get in trouble? I'm like, no. I'm a grown adult. <laughs> who can make his own decisions <laughs> after i check with my wife like come on <laughs> <laughs> but That's a uh nice one no i was just i was just tired of all the same the same old horse shit it was constantly xyz did this and abc did that and hij did this and jklml all that bullshit i just i just needed a break from it it was bothering me i gave lenny control of the social so lenny's completely in control hello um, it's just a nice break and honestly it's been almost two weeks now and I, people ask me I'm like blissfully ignorant I'm just like nope <laughs> didn't hear that <laughs> nope didn't hear that
1: but you know what I actually like that That you're taking a break from social media because a lot of people don't really understand even though this is technically social media anchor and all this like hearing us stuff because we can mention anything we really want on this podcast it's kind of good that you're actually taking a break because I don't think a lot of people really understand that you know Sometimes we just got to drop everything and just, just live life like how it was in the 90s. Like legit, like right when I was born, like ni- early 1990s and maybe early 2000s. I like,
0: yeah, no, I was, you know how we found out shit? We looked for the bikes hanging out. We looked for them sitting on the electrical boxes that you're not supposed to sit on and no, can cause no. cancer. Like we just, you know what I mean? There was the spots we went to to yeah. find out the bullshit. Yeah. We didn't we know need the internet.
1: We but- didn't. We just knew where to go.
0: It's just it's it just weird. nice to have this little like break. Like I will come back. Like it's not a permanent thing. Cause honestly, I'm bored at work. <laughs> but for right now, it's just nice like to get away from it. Like I used to be tied to my phone a long time ago through security. Like I would start having like panic attacks. I was a supervisor for a multi million dollar company uh, for security. And I just get a text or a call at random times of the night, oh, your guard didn't do this, or your guard didn't do this, your guard didn't show up, yada, yada, yada. And it, like, it legit, like, it ruined my appreciation for my phone, and now, like, my phone rings. I'm like, nope, I'm not even looking at it. And yeah, social media fun. is kind of becoming toxic like that, like.
1: It is, dude, and it really
0: is. And it's not worth it, honestly. Like, I don't look at it, and I've noticed a lot of things I've never noticed before. I found a bunch of cool restaurants and. A bunch of cool shit just walking around, not looking at my phone. Like It's just nice. Well, I mean, huge shout-out to Last Podcast on the left. The person who gave me the idea was Ben Kissel. Not oh, that I know you him know. personally or talk to him as much as I would love to. Please contact me, Ben Kissel or Marcus hey, Parks hey, or Henry Zabrowski. Hey,
1: hey. Yeah, yeah, you know, come on, let's go. Mystery Kink and uh, Last pockets on oh, the yeah. left. Let's do a little collab.
0: Mystery Kink at gmail.com. Hit up my people. I'll hit you back up, too. <laughs>
1: Oh, but, and you know what? We'll bring the Pit Vipers,
0: too. Yeah, and uh, but Ben Kissel, he was constantly like, I'm leaving for Twitter. I'm leaving Twitter. I'm leaving this. I just want to break. I'm like, that's a good idea.
1: It is, and I think a lot of people, is, you know, we're all on our phones now. So it's just like, hey, you know what? Put it down.
0: Also, quick ad for Pit Vipers, Mark Storrs of the Crypto Knot Podcast wears them. Uh, yes. Christopher Ferris of the Mr. Kink Podcast wears them. They're pretty dope, lightweight, comfortable, and sick as fuck.
1: All right, so let's continue on here. Career U.S. Air Force pilot Dwayne Adams often related that he witnessed two occurrences of the bright light which paced his aircraft about half an hour and then rapidly ascended into the sky. Both incidents occurred at the, at night, both over the South Pacific, and both were witnessed by the entire aircraft crew. The first sightings occurred shortly after the World War II while Adams piloted a B-25 bomber The second sighting occurred in the early 1960s when Adams was piling a KC-135 tanker. Can you imagine being the same damn guy in the Air Force and seeing the same exact shit in two different type of vehicles?
0: 20 years later, too?
1: Exactly. Like,
0: Like, why, like, (laughs) it just, it nerded me out. It just kind of reminded me like, the Green Lantern, like, (laughs) just... (laughs) how jordan the pilot discovers the green ring and he's now the green lantern for earth
1: (laughs) yeah it's 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 pretty weird and this guy like how would you feel to be honest how would you feel you probably be like you know what this ain't nothing you know how everybody sees something they're just like you know what in the back of my head i didn't see anything i'm gonna shrug it off and then you see the same fucking shit and 20 years later i would think that i'm just like you know what it's real. I'm sorry that, you know, I put it in the back of my head. Like, you know, I saw you twice. That's enough. I would, like,
0: uh, honestly, if airplane has flashers, I would just flash them. Pull over. Pull over. I'm ready to go with you.
1: I mean, what do you mean? Like, we'll go with the aliens? Yeah. Haven't you done that? Like, in the first episode?
0: Uh, that was, yeah, I guess that was the first episode. Or was that the second?
1: I think it was both. It was the
0: second episode. The first episode, we alluded to it. The second episode. Because the third episode was supposed to be, fuck you, I wasn't abducted, but we had a little issue with the government taking away a lot of information off the internet. Don't remind me. It's not even alleged. Like I, the links we had oh, no. go to a dead webpage. They, we had the, the news stories, and it just disappeared. And you
1: can't even look. You can't look for it. I looked for it, Chris. And
0: I blame Tony motherfucking Merkel of the confessionals <laughs> for bringing it upon to everyone. <laughs>
1: He has a bigger voice, and I swear, after he actually said that, I was, I mean, so, I think I sent, did I send you that? I'm like, hey, look, it's what we were talking about. And then, yeah, after Tony actually posted it, it's gone.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Tony, and the government. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shout out to the professionals. Um, all right. Let's continue on here. Pakistan International Airlines pilot spotted a fool fighter in the skies of Karachi during the domestic flight at PK-304. On Saturday, January 26, 2021. According to the details, the PIA aircraft was flying at 30, 35,000 feet. When the flight captain noticed a white round object above the jet. The flight crew immediately started filming the object. After landing found the preliminary sightings had been spotted past across the world. flight captain said that the round object had a metal ring around it. And was emitting white light from the center and he added that it was difficult to determine whether the object was hovering or moving solely due to the relative motion. Upon further investigation, it turned out to be a lenticular cloud. Oh. Now, the, this cloud, though, before we even recorded, you actually looked this up because I think you didn't look at it before. When we had no. It I, it's I had a looked, crazy cloud. Yeah,
0: I had looked up the definition, and the definition does it no justice. It just... It doesn't. A cloud... Uh, that looks like a object or looks like an aircraft of some sort, or resembles like a, a, a physical object. And they yeah, do. It's a
1: fucking UFO. Some of these like look. UFO.
0: There's one. There's one in the sunset that looks like a metallic colored object, and it's just a cloud in the sunset. So this one, I, it could honestly be a. It's in daylight, so it's reflecting the sun. Clouds are made of water, cre- uh, water particles, so it's just reflecting the sun really well, and that metal ring around the f- around the object could just be a rainbow or a light refraction from the water in the cloud. So this one could be a cloud, but Foo Fighters are still known and are still reported to this day, which is the point.
1: Yeah, which is what we're trying to get across though, because this is this year.
0: Allegedly. That's <laughs>
1: Allegedly. Because you know what? I'm not going to lie. I haven't heard anybody talk about a lenticular cloud, and I actually had to look that up and I actually try to say the word learning how to like say this damn word and i never heard anybody talk about this type of cloud and this cloud's actually pretty amazing
0: yeah so yeah no it's just it's cool that foo fighters are still acknowledged they still exist people have seen them 20 years after the war during the war now almost 100 years after the war they're still seeing them
1: you know to, to me that just seems kind of pretty amazing because it's just like People, be let, people must believe that the, the 1944 shit was true. And you can't. You kind of really can't say that it's not because you got four different fucking countries seeing the same exact thing. My, so can you imagine that you've seen the same shit someone did a hundred years ago?
0: Lenny, I feel bad for introducing you to this shit because I just slowly feel like I'm absorbing you into my kind of crazy.
1: you were UFO crazy. I forgot what type of crazy I'm into because we're kind of both in the same thing when it comes to ghosts and spirits and stuff.
0: Uh, I don't know you're a lot you're lots of kinds of crazies <laughs> a little bit oh. allegedly <laughs> allegedly okay so this next story it may be the first crash in modern history in a UFO situation all right um it's a little bit of a shaky story though but it's a cool story so that's why I added it.
1: Hey story to time let's go
0: the Cape Jardu crash. A lesser-known UFO sighting may have actually preceded the Roswell UFO sighting by six years. The UFO crash near Cape Girardeau spring of 1941 is also surrounded in controversy and mystery. The controversy is potentially fake, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm throwing it out there in the beginning, just so just so you know. The first real published account of the incident was written by Leo Stringfield in his book UFO Crash Retrievals: The Inner Sanctum.
1: Did you actually, by the way, before you continue, did you actually get that book by any chance?
0: Hey, no, it's out of print.
1: Oh it's... well, about well, 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 on Audible.
0: Uh, Audible didn't pick this book up, and I wish they hadn't picked up the Amityville book either. <laughs>
1: let's 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 not. Cr- Are you still on that?
0: I. That's eight hours of my life. I will never return. <laughs>
1: If you guys don't know what we're talking about, and you guys are actually listening to things in reverse, oh, what please, a go to, please go to Scamaville and listen to it. We did a first part episode on the actual murders, which is very interesting. And the the second part, of course, is actually the
0: hauntings. In his book, Leo Stringfield details the accounts of the late Reverend William Huffman. Through the letters of the Reverend's granddaughter, Charlotte Mann, and her letters, Charlotte writes of her grandmother's deathbed confession of her husband's first-hand account of what happened that spring night in 1941. Charlotte Mann had heard bits and pieces of the story of the UFO crash growing up, but it wasn't until her grandmother was dying of cancer that she finally heard the full account of what happened. In her letters to Leo Stringfield, Charlotte tells how her grandfather was asked to deliver the last rights to pilots and a passenger of a small aircraft that had crashed approximately 10 to 15 miles outside of town. She details how when Reverend Huffman arrived, he noticed multiple fire police and emergency personnel along with FBI agents combing through the debris. Instead of seeing airplane debris, Reverend Huffman was surprised to see a dislike saucer embedded in the earth. Upon closer investigation, he could see foreign symbols and shapes scrolled into the interior of the object. After a cursory look in the saucer-like object, he was taken to the bodies of the crash victims. Only according to Huffman's account, they were not human bodies. They were alien-like creatures with short, gray, hairless bodies and almond-shaped black eyes. Allegedly. Allegedly. After performing the last rites... For these alien creatures, Reverend Huffman was sworn to secrecy by the military personnel, who also on the side of the crash. According to Charlotte Mann's account, there is a photograph that was taken in the night of the crash that shows one of the alien-like creatures, but that picture was borrowed and never returned to her family. Borrowed. It was borrowed. <laughs> like every other evidence ever fucking created with the paranormal, it was given to a friend, and they just so <laughs> happened to lose it.
1: Didn't we go over a story that had evidence inside the suitcase, and the suitcase happened to just disappear? Yeah. Which one was that again? Was Beats that Juan Deere?
0: Fuck out of me! You
1: can't, you can't, I know we talked about. Uh, it. Yeah, it, it was.
0: It was the. Um, it wasn't the one. It was. It wasn't Antonio Boaz. <laughs> but it was in the. It was in that episode.
1: Oh, so it wasn't in that episode. Yeah, so <clears> you're Do remembering we correctly.
0: Joke? We did.
1: Oh, okay. Damn, so it actually didn't have...
0: Not with Antonio Boez, but there was evidence allegedly collected, and then it disappeared.
1: Oh, right. Okay, okay, okay,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're getting better with your memory, so that's good. But yeah, so the Cape Giardu crash, I wasn't going to include it, but then our friend Leo was like, it's actually a really badass story when you think about it. No, it is. Like, there's a alien crash, the aliens are dying or have died. And the military's like, well, we don't know what to do, but let's get a reverend in here to give them their last rites. Like, these folks weren't from this world, and this reverend had the faith to be like, yeah, these guys are people who deserve their last rites. I was like, all right, Leo, you painted that in a really good picture. I will include it.
1: And, and you know what? Furthermore, don't forget, Leo might be coming on for a few episodes soon.
0: Oh, he will be. Um, we're going to be... The reason we're having Lenny read, uh, not because I'm getting tired of reading. I love to hear myself talk. <laughs> uh, I during, my, during the Christmas season, my job gets too busy for me to be on every episode. So we're going to have the crew, Space 10 crew. We are a network, by the way. Space 10 Network presents Mystery Kink. Shout out. Uh, we're going to be switching in and out, starting some more podcasts here pretty soon. But as of right now, we're just still working down the details.
1: And you know what? I think so far it's actually planning out so you know more information on that and uh, to be honest if everything works out as planned oh man it's it's already inside my mind and trust me man it's gonna be fucking fantastic it's gonna be great
0: gaming podcast a group talk podcast a crypto podcast all kinds of (laughs) shit coming around
1: a crypto pod yeah i don't know about that you and leo (laughs)
0: Oh, phone no. Oh yeah, no. The faith and the faithless. The crypto podcast.
1: <laughs> Good old dude. Like we're not. We won't even get an episode to even finished. Like Leo and I would just like be arguing for about three hours.
0: Yeah, your, That's a whole we'll, we'll episode be, there. We'll be like a the view. Leo is Whoopi Goldberg, hands down. <laughs> Moving on to the Battle of Los Angeles.
1: Hey, 45 minutes away. How you doing, L.A.?
0: All right, Leonard. uh, Tell us about what the fuck this is. We're talking about the
1: Battle of Los Angeles.
0: So there is some references in this story to the attack on Santa Barbara. We'll give that a little quick run through. So Japanese submarines were actually spotted off the coast of Santa Barbara and actually attacked a few ships. So, oh,
1: so they actually landed the torpedoes?
0: Um, It's not really a whole lot of information whether they sunk or hit anybody, but they did lead an attack, which was uh, turned away.
1: All right, so this kid is side of Los Angeles. Yeah so, oh. The,
0: oh, uh, yeah, so after that happens, they put Asian-Americans in internment camps. War jitters are super high. This is the closest, aside from Pearl Harbor, the closest attack to American soil to date.
1: All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about the Battle of Los Angeles here.
0: Take it away.
1: So, the Battle of Los Angeles, also known as the Great Los Angeles Air Raid, which you know what? Have to admit, badass fucking name. They shouldn't even call it the Battle Battle of Los Angeles. Just leave it as the Great Los Angeles Air Raid. That sounds fucking badass.
0: Especially when you hear about the story and how there was no battle. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> yeah. so like, why call it it begin with like?
0: To make it sound better, you can sell books and news lines. Like, the, it, the government doesn't call it the Battle of Los Angeles, but the press does.
1: But we're talking about, uh, I think this is 1942, so was propaganda even legalized by then?
0: Propaganda's been legal for years. It's just called misinformation. Oh,
1: Nice one, Chris.
0: Mic drop. Ready? <laughs>
1: All right. So the Great Los Angeles Air Raid is a name given by the contemporary sources of the rumored attack on the continental United States by Im- Imperial Japan and the subsequent anti-aircraft artillery barrage, which took place from the late February 24th through the early February 25th in 1942. So what do they mean by late and early? So literally just like 12 hours?
0: No, no, no. So it started late, like probably around... I think it was around like 10, 11 o'clock at night on the 24th. And oh. then when that 1201 hit, it was the 25th. So it's that it's that fucking, well, it, talk to you tomorrow. It already is tomorrow bullshit. Like, <laughs> they didn't have to do all that.
1: Uh, all right. Over Los Angeles, California, the inc- incident occurred less than three months after the U.S. entered World War II in response to the imperial japanese navy surprise attack on pearl harbor and one day after the bombardment of elwood near santa barbara in february 23rd so i actually didn't even know about a surprise attack on santa barbara or the bombardment of elwood yeah i never I, even heard about that i
0: never dude i've listened like my i li- i like <laughs> i hung out with my grandpa a lot and he was one of those history channel dudes all right, and then also in like government history, U.S. history, world history in high school, I don't ever remember hearing this shit.
1: Yeah, I do not even ever remember hearing.
0: Honestly, though, all right. Honestly, though, this isn't a conspiracy. I'm starting, but I think there's a conspiracy here.
1: Oh, I shoot at it.
0: Uh, how often when you think of World War II, do you think of fighting Japan? Uh, not I, often. I
1: think we actually, I, No, if you're talking about
0: World War II, well, theoretically, yeah. In World War II, you only think about fighting Nazis and bombing Japan. You don't think about the actual attacks that happened from Japan. Like Pearl Harbor is a big staple, and we learned about that in high school.
1: Yeah.
0: But did you learn about the internment camps we put them into? I didn't know about that.
1: I did not know about that. Did
0: you hear about the bombing of Elwood, which is what has to do with this current topic? I didn't hear about that. (laughs)
1: I didn't hear, but, And it's, it's super close to home, Chris. Santa Barbara's only like three thirty, minutes away, 30 there was, minutes away.
0: There was Japanese soldiers in Italy and Germany fighting alongside too.
1: So we literally had Japanese soldiers in Santa Barbara.
0: Uh potentially, allegedly. That's why we started the intern allegedly. camps. Yeah. That oh, there was oh, jer- that's, Japanese oh, that's spies. The reason why. Uh, oh. Espionage was huge during World War II, and a lot of the spies were Japanese folks.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense why we made camps then.
0: Why <laughs> do we not acknowledge the Japanese's huge involvement other than our shame for bombing them? Because all, the, all the cool shit comes from Japan. That's the conspiracy. We forgive that's them.
1: A, that's a real conspiracy? Come on. Are you serious?
0: I think I made it up right now, but I like it.
1: I'm doing. I mean, well,
0: We don't acknowledge <laughs> <or it's> wrong. <laughs> we don't acknowledge the bullshit they did. We don't acknowledge the bullshit we did, except for bombing Japan.
1: Yeah, everybody's just like, you know what? I'm sorry for that bomb.
0: Exactly. I mean, like
1: we just go on being like, but you know what? Japan's like our brother. We love you guys because they have so much cool shit.
0: They do. No, they do. Like honestly, Japan has a lot of cool shit. I would love to go. I want to go to the deer island where you feed deers and all that shit.
1: Oh hell yeah! I mean, that sounds cool.
0: Hell yeah. So, one day after the bombing of Elwood, tell me what happens, Leonard.
1: Initially, the targets of the aerial barrage was thought to be the attacking force from Japan. But speaking at the the press conference shortly afterwards, Secretary of the Navy Frank Knox called the purported attack as a false alarm. Newspapers of the time published a number of reports of speculation over the cover-up to conceal the actual invasion of enemy airplanes. So they're literally using this UFO as a cover-up for Japan actually invading Santa Barbara and uh,
0: Los Angeles. Other way around. Oh, there, wait! Th- Japan
1: was using it as a false alarm.
0: Yeah, they thought they thought this they thought this whatever this was was the Japanese, and they even reported it as Japanese. Yeah. Because this is, this is essentially a UFO, an unidentified flying object. This isn't all realness. Nobody knew what it was. They just started launching shit at it. And if you and look then- up the Battle of Los Angeles, there's a really like suspicious, crazy-looking photo. That photo is doctored by the press. The actual photo you probably can't find. The only photo you're going to find is this fake photo made by the newspaper.
1: Like how they're still doing to this day.
0: Unless it was the real newspaper. And they just changed it to follow the narrative that aliens aren't real.
1: You know, just like how the Pentagon's saying right now, because it didn't tell us shit with that 154-page document, which we don't even get to see. We only get to see nine pages.
0: Even though the nine pages were pretty telling of what it was. We don't know.
1: When documenting the incident in 1949, the United States Coast Artillery Association identified a meteorological balloon sent aloft at 1 a.m. as having started all the shooting, and concluded that once the firing started, imagination created all types of targets in the sky, and everyone joined in. So it's it kind of just seems like wait. So is everybody's heard to seeing this shit, and they're all started shooting? You're talking about like you got the Europeans and everybody no. fighting. Like- fighting together shooting no
0: no shit? no so this happened in Los Angeles so there's no Europeans here uh, oh, okay. what happened was they they just had that bombing of Elwood off of Santa Barbara coast yeah they see something in the sky that nobody knows what the fuck it is nobody reports losing a weather balloon which is weird
1: you I have, never really thought about a weather balloon that's kind of weird you, you have to report it. it
0: Like, you just don't fly shit into the sky Like you have to report it so they would have yeah like
1: everything right
0: yeah, they would have some kind of reporting system happening here. And it said it's at one AM is when it started, but that wouldn't be on the day before, like I said. It said it started on the twenty fifth into the twenty sixth, right? Uh I yes. apologize. Twenty fourth into the twenty fifth. So twenty. Well, there is, where is,
1: what? There is to the February twenty third, too, for in Santa Barbara. So I guess you could say the February twenty third through the twenty fifth?
0: Uh the twenty third is when the bombing happened. The twenty fourth is the day after when this happened. But oh, 1 a.m. Okay. is well into the 25th, so it's it. Why would they say it started on the 24th and ended in the 25th if it didn't start till the 25th?
1: Well, maybe because it says late February 24th, so maybe they're thinking like 30 minutes to midnight.
0: Yeah, it could maybe be that. That's why. It definitely could be that. So what I'm what I think happened was there was some pre-war or there was some like war jitters and attack happened the day before, and they're like something. In the guy shoot it the fuck down. And yeah. artillery just went off and they just, you know, pre-war jitters had them going and it was like, bop, 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 kill it. They did the old monkey thing where they were throwing rocks and stones at it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can agree to that. Yeah. All
0: right. So in 1983,
1: the U.S. Office of Air Force History attributed the event of a case of war nerves triggered by the lost weather balloon and agitated stray flares. And shell burst of adjoining batteries. Now, I thought when they use flares, that's if they're getting attacked. Am I wrong on that? Or am i just playing too no, much
0: fucking battlefield? No, uh, it could be. Oh, I mean, that's one. That's one possibility. But also, they shoot up flares to light up the sky to see the thing in the sky. So if they see Don't something,
1: they just use their lights on their fucking aircraft.
0: Uh, they they probably could be. But I mean, why not add more to it? If the if the object's not moving, like this object allegedly allegedly. Allegedly was not moving, or like slowly drifting. It could they I they probably thought it was like a hot air balloon or some kind of bullshit from the Jap- from the Japan's from the Japanese. So yeah, shoot up some flares, you know, so you can really light it up. Shoot up some uh, lights, yeah, all that shit. The more, the merrier. You know what I mean? Like,
1: well, yeah. So, you're on
0: American like, soil. Is yeah. enough too much, or is too much enough?
1: Too much is enough.
0: Exactly. This is how we Americans think. Just throwing stones and sticks at each other. All so, righty. So, you ready for the end of the episode? You ready for the the bomb, the big one, <laughs> the fat boy of the episode?
1: <laughs> the fat boy that everybody believes it's what literally brought the aliens here to begin with. But if you want to go to a counter-argument before you get inside this one, yeah. if it took... What, this is in 1946 that the bombing had made, correct? Yeah. So why would the fucking aliens come in four years before this shit?
0: Because for four years we had been testing this shit.
1: See, that's what I'm thinking too. Because a lot of people don't believe, believe that, like, we're testing a lot of stuff. Well, I think we had this shit, like, ready to go. No, just, actually. Like, well, it's time for testing. You and then, like, actually. was, like, a experiment project.
0: You actually hit the fucking head on the nail where you said four years, why were they here four years before? Because exactly four years before the bombs dropped, 1942, is when we started our first nuclear testing on American soil. See,
1: a lot of people are saying that the aliens love this nuclear technology. And I don't understand why they don't have nuclear there. Well, If they were really real, allegedly if they were real, They don't have nuclear weapons? Why is on Earth that is something unheard of? You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows about nuclear shit.
0: What if us learning or figuring out nuclear fusion or fission or reactions creates the energy source that puts us through space? Do we
1: use nuclear waste for uh, aircraft, like going into space and shit?
0: No, but what if it's the thing that could have led us? Like, what if instead of weaponizing nuclear bombs we turned them into nuclear reactors completely and had free energy for everyone. I mean, that would be nice. We end the war, not with a bomb, but with a gift of free energy. And that gives everyone, you know, collective bullshit and they work together and build spaceships and fly off. Yes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: So just, it's just, just not one person is fucked. Like everybody gets to have everything.
0: Yeah. I don't, I honestly don't know. Um, it could be that, the nuclear re- it could be that <laughs> this is going to sound dumb it could be that instead of going left we went right that this nuclear testing maybe we de- we deem it too dangerous and study it longer and create something more helpful than a bomb and instead of doing that we we're just like pew 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 boom 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 <laughs>
1: I mean, it could be. I mean, it's all kind of theories on this point because there's a lot of people that are actually talking about this. And I wasn't really into it because, of course, I think I even said it on the first or second episode of the podcast that I wasn't really an alien guy. but you know, Not at not, first. But, yeah. And it's not because like I don't really believe in them. I'm just like, it's not, my, it's not my cup of tea. But, of course, I have one of my best buddies that has been abducted before. And, of course, I'm going to believe you. Allegedly. Uh, Do not say that to yourself. No, no, no. There's no bullshit allegedly happened. But if people don't really believe him, then allegedly. But I believe you, Chris, and I believe all the other stories that we have told. I
0: believe it was a dream. I choose to believe it was a dream.
1: That's because you really actually don't want it to happen to you.
0: No, I want it to happen to me. I just don't think I'm important to be sexually molested by an alien.
1: (laughs) But I mean, like you—you're growing, you're growing a mullet, and you have pit vipers.
0: Yeah, I mean that makes me pretty sexy, but that doesn't make me important. (laughs) (laughs) Oh right, the Manhattan Project was a research and development R and D undertaking during World War II that produced the first nuclear weapons.
1: As we said before. I did that on purpose actually.
0: No, you did good. That was perfect. Like you, you fucking knocked oh, okay. it out the park. Like I'm I'm proud of you. I'm I'm a proud daddy. <laughs> Thank you. It was led by okay. the <laughs> 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 It was led by the United States with the support of the United Kingdom and Canada from nineteen forty two to nineteen
1: forty six. Four years.
0: Exactly.
1: i, I ju- you know, no no, just continue on.
0: The project was under the direction of Major General Leslie Groves of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Nuclear physicist Robert Oppenheimer was the director of the Los Alamos Laboratory that designed the actual bomb. The Army component of the project was designed, uh, sorry, the Army component of the project was designated the Manhattan District as its first headquarters were in Manhattan. The place name gradually, su- the place name gradually superseded the official code name. Development of substitute materials. Terrible name.
1: That is a, is a shitty name. Well, one sec. You, we'll Because usually military shit has really good fucking names for stuff. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, like Operation Paperclip. I, obviously we gotta do an episode, Chris We will,
0: we will I love that uh, It's a good episode Because it ends with Hitler and Antarctica and Inner earth So it's a good episode to do
1: Oh, I can't wait
0: Alright Along the way, the project absorbed its earlier British counterparts Two Alloys. Another terrible name The Brits <laughs> no, suck The Brits fucking suck at naming stuff
1: No, 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 no No, I could agree with that
0: it They bangers and mashers cause sausage and potatoes, homie. What the hell? I'm going <laughs> to take the, I'm going to take the tube home. No, 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 no. I can't do accents, but the tube is just a subway. Is it really that hard to call it the subway? The tube sounds terrible. The tube sounds like you're about to get docked down.
1: <laughs> uh, like I'm, I'm about to get you the
0: tube. Yo, you want to ride the tube with me? The Manhattan project began modestly in 1939. Grew to employ more than 130,000 people and cost nearly two billion dollars. Okay, no way, whole oh. in 1939, two billion dollars. Yeah, That's, a lot of
1: people don't. A lot of people don't believe we even had that money, Chris.
0: Equivalent to about 23 billion in 2019.
1: A lot of people don't believe that we even spent like billions back in the day.
0: Oh, or if, if we, we did, did,
1: it was government shit. But look how much money. That's a lot of money. You're talking about 1939,
0: Chris. This ain't no joke. (laughs) What's wild, though, 90% of the cost was building factories. It's not even 90% 90 went to making a warehouse. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, we overshot the budget by about a billion and a half dollars. What the fuck did you spend it on? Well, we needed a really dope warehouse. It didn't have a ping pong table. (laughs) But now we got a ping pong table. <laughs> like, so what? Well, what theoretically
1: warehouse cost is two billion? What the fuck are you putting in there?
0: It they were making fissile material, which is basically the you know what they put into the bomb to explode. But okay. that means that less than ten percent of the money was spent for development and production of the weapon. So you have a two billion dollar budget, and you're building an atomic bomb. 90% of your budget is the building you're building it in. That's fucking wild. It
1: is. So you're talking about, like, let's just say theoretically that only 500000 was to make the bomb. And everything else was just for American luxury.
0: Uh, yeah, but it wasn't just the Americans building it, though. It was Americans, Canadians, and the Europeans. So it's not...
1: Are you fucking kidding me? All of... All of our allies were actually in on this bomb. I thought it was just a USA shit.
0: No, it was the it was all it was all the Allied people in Canada.
1: So they even agreed like, yeah, bomb these fucks?
0: Oh yeah, no, this was because the the casualties that were coming from we were firebombing Japan. And we were Yeah allegedly.
1: Alle- no, no, no. I heard that we were bombing the shit out of Japan. No, no, no. It's economy.
0: what we were bombing though. Allegedly we were bombing military Factories, but what we were doing was destroying oh. food facilities, hospitals. Basically, oh, we were shit. We were fucking over the civilians worse than we were fucking over the government. Mm, and so the bright idea was: what if we just made one really big bomb? And that's kind. I'm not talking shit on America, but that's kind of America's forte: is shock and awe. The actual, the actual. A lot uh, of
1: people say that, Chris. You're uh, not the only well, one. that's
0: because during the the. Um, the Gulf War, that was the name of some of the battles was shock and awe, or some of the, um, not battles, the programs they were using was called shock and awe by using the biggest bombs ever made to scare the fuck out of these people. Mm. Like, the idea was, we're not going to topple your government. We're going to scare your civilians into doing it.
1: Oh, that's hardcore shit.
0: Yeah, like, these people are more afraid of us than they are of the, their own government, so they go and fight their government. That's kind of what the U.S.'s thing has always been. Yeah,
1: (laughs) It's kind of funny how that plays out.
0: Yeah, and we're still in that same situation and issue. (laughs) Let's not get
1: flagged
0: now. Okie dokie. So, moving on. Research and production took place at more than 30 sites across the United States, United Kingdom, and Canada. Two types of atomic bombs were developed concurrently during the war a relatively simple gun-type fission weapon, and a more complex implosion-type nuclear weapon. The Thin Man, the gun-type design proved impractical to use with plutonium, and therefore a simpler gun-type called Little Boy, was developed that used uranium-235, an isotope that makes up only 0.7% of natural uranium. Since it was chemically identical to the most common isotope, uranium-238, and it had almost the same mass. Separating the two proved difficult. Three methods were employed for uranium enrichment: electromagnetic, gaseous, and thermal.
1: All right, let me stop you there. Um, so, dude, I didn't know. Why does the USA really using this uranium back in the nineteen forties? Like, is it is it really that powerful? We don't. I don't think we really even use uranium too much today.
0: I mean, we, as much uranium more day. of a Uranium is a byproduct of nuclear uh, reactors. Most of this work was performed at the Clinton Engineer Works at Oak Ridge, Tennessee. The goddamn
1: Clintons. At it again. <laughs> hey, back at it again, just like Daniel.
0: Damn, Daniel. Uh, no, but the Clinton, these are not, the Clinton Engineer Workshop or Works is not having anything to do with the Clintons. A hundred
1: percent. Why call it the Clintons? If there's anything named Clintons, the fucking Clintons own it. They would not let anybody else use that. I mean, this is probably
0: before they were a famous family. This is in the 40s.
1: So this was back when you know Bill Clinton still like messing with little girls and shit.
0: Uh, (laughs) no, this isn't that time. But I mean, good good observation because Clinton is a child molester.
1: Okay, I'm getting a little bit too ahead here.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're about forty years too short. I don't even think Bill Clinton was born yet.
1: But but then who the fuck run the Clinton Engineer work?
0: It was just the name of the company.
1: Are you fucking with me?
0: No, for real. It just like it just it's a fucked up it's a fucked up coincidence. That okay, the, so you were actually was making a joke. I was earlier. making a joke. The Clintons really have nothing to do with this, but it's just a really weird oh. coincidence. How many bodies are at the Clintons' hands? But there's also a Clinton bomb shop that made the atomic bombs. Like it's just it's too, it's too coincidental. Like it's just ironic. What if they're? <laughs> what it's if they're just the irony.
1: My mom was doing shit. You never know.
0: I, you never know, but the irony is just so fucking horrendously funny.
1: No, no, it is. I thought you actually were being serious. You actually tricked me. I didn't even know. I thought that I thought you weren't bullshit.
0: In parallel with the work on the uranium was an effort to produce plutonium. Ooh. Which was discovered by researchers at the University of California, Berkeley in Shout 1940. Up. After the feasibility of the world's first artificial nuclear reactor, the Chicago Pile 1 was demonstrated uh, in 1942 at the Metallurgical Laboratory in the University of Chicago. The project designed the X10 graphite reactor at Oak Ridge and the production reactors at Hanford site in Washington state in which uranium was irradiated and transmuted into plutonium. The plutonium was chemically separated from the uranium using the bismuth phosphate process.
1: Oh, that's a hard ass word.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The fat man plutonium implosion type weapon was developed in a concentrated design. Sorry, was developed in a concerted design and development effort by the Los Alamos laboratory.
1: All right, before you go on, why do you think they call it the Fat Man? Because
0: it's a fat ass bomb.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, this kind of sounds like stupid shit that we would nickname something like back in the '90s, the Fat Man, or I don't know anything else. Boy. It sounds like a kid. It sounds like a kid would do this shit. Sorry, I kind of hurt. I kind of hit the mic. Hopefully.
0: No, you're fine. Uh, no, it's it's just dumb names for dumb things. It's always been that way. The U.S. is really bad about it. <laughs> um, Europe's really bad about it. Calling a parking lot a parking a parkway? No, get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about.
1: What Europeans call a the parking... car park?
0: A yeah, park is where lot. you swing, not where you park your car. A parking lot is for you parking your car. <laughs> get with it, Britain. <laughs> the project was also charged with gathering intelligence on the German nuclear weapon project through Operation Alsos. The Manhattan Project personnel served in Europe and sometimes behind the enemy lines where they gathered nuclear materials and documents and rounded up German scientists. Despite the Manhattan Project's tight security, Soviet atomic spies successfully penetrated the program. The first nuclear device ever detonated was an implosion-type weapon at the Trinity Test conducted in New Mexico's Alamogordo bombing and gunnery range on July 16, 1945. Little Boy and Fat Man bombs were used a month later in the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, respectively, with a Manhattan Project personnel serving as bomb assembly technicians and as weaponeers on the aircraft. Why is this important? During these testing years, objects such as Foo Fighters were reported in the skies during World War II.
1: All right, well, before, before you talk here, I just want everybody to recognize what he just read. That they rounded up German scientists. I'm just gonna save that for another thing because you know, Germany reached the inner Earth. That's all I'm just gonna say. Oh about no that.
0: no no! This this roundup of scientists was actually to like kill them and steal their information. Oh really? So they weren't this roundup so was we oh. all spies like espionage. Like these folks were like honeypots, like hot, big-titted, blonde women being sent to Germany. To sneak these scientists like into rooms where they'd like steal their information and beat the shit out of them. Operation Paperclip, where the scientists get rounded up and distributed to different countries other than Russia, happened yeah. at the end of World War Two. So, oh, okay. Why this is important? I thought it was though, like, well, go ahead. Like during it. I thought
1: it was like during it, but like later no, after, in the year. Yeah, it's after oh.
0: after World War II is officially ended. The scientists are sent to other countries.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: Thanks, Nazis, for putting us on the moon. <laughs> hey, which is, no, it's true Allegi- It is
1: Is it allegedly or is no, it actual it's, fact? it's
0: actual facts it's fact. yeah. yeah So well,
1: honestly, if we wouldn't go through World War II We may probably wouldn't have landed on the moon,
0: to be honest Not us, at least Yeah, not at that time No, not all. America at all I mean, Germany yeah. probably would have been on the moon first Yeah Uh, But yeah, so the reason that the Manhattan Project is important The testing site in New Mexico is only about 100 miles from the Roswell crash. And not only was the nuclear test only tested in New Mexico, but also California, Georgia, and I believe Florida was also a testing site for nuclear bomb detonation. Oh, shit, So really? before we actually dropped the bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima, we were testing the bombs on American soil and in the ocean. What's in the ocean? Unidentified submerged objects. Maybe they radioed the people in the skies. It was like, hey, yo, they're bombing themselves. What the fuck's going on? They come and check it out. Foo Fighters, they come and check it out. They see, and they're like, this country is not ready. You know what? So you know what? You actually bring up a good point because to this day, the
1: United States still actually bombs our ocean to test out uh, what what bombings.
0: Yeah, no, they test bombs in the ocean.
1: Yeah, so what if we did that and that's literally what woke up the the aliens or that's what got the aliens interested inside of our technology because we were testing this fucking bomb that we're gonna put in Japan and we we're testing it inside the oceans before we let it out.
0: Well, one of the famous bombing sites is Bikini Atoll, is a bombing site. Uh, for nucle- that was in the ocean, uh, uh, nuclear blast. Supposedly uh, that's where the American version of Godzilla came from. Meh. And that's where- I didn't know
1: there- I didn't know American had a. American version of Godzilla.
0: Come on, you've seen it with Matt uh, Matthew Broderick, I think is his name, the guy who plays uh, Ferris Bueller, Inspector oh, Gadget. He's in a Godzilla movie that the Americans made, Godzilla two thousand. Oh, God! I didn't see Godzilla two thousand. You, you got to. It. It's it's such a garbage great movie. It's it's bad, but it's good. It's worth to check out.
1: Damn, see that's that's why I actually stayed away from it because it was garbage.
0: Yeah, but it's a good garbage. It's like it's like Evil Dead. It's a good garbage. So it's like Sharknado. You mean Evil Dead too? No, Sharknado is just garbage. Don't 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 besmirch Godzilla and Evil Dead by comparing it to fucking are you, Sharknado. Are
1: you hating on the memes of Sharknado? Sharknado they know they are troll movies I know, know they're troll. I know movie. what it
0: is. I know it's supposed to be trolling. I know they're fishing. Yeah, but it's, it's bad. It's just not. You can't. I don't know. I I think I get triggered by those movies because like I like bad horror movies, but I like bad horror movies that try to be good. That's why I like Evil, why? Dead, Evil Dead 2 is one of my favorite all-time movies. It's a bad horror movie, but it tries to be good. I need to re-watch it and have
1: it with that type of mindset. We need,
0: we need to watch it with Leo.
1: Did Leo not see The Evil Dead 2 or 1?
0: No, or Army of Darkness. Uh,
1: I haven't seen Army of Darkness. That's yet. a really good you one. You've been me about it. Yeah, you tell
0: me about it. Yeah, it's, me about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, bad. It tries to be good, but it's bad, so it's good. But anyways, let's back to the Manhattan Project. So yeah, so there was tons of testing... Maybe aliens were checking out the planet. They see the bombings. They're like, why are they bombing themselves to bomb another person? Two and two don't equal four here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why are we blowing ourselves up to blow up Japan? Why wouldn't we just go slap it at Japan?
1: Exactly. Because, like, to, to the aliens, we're all one equal exactly. race. Yeah. So they're just like, well, why the fuck would they do one this species. to people? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which I- is how, honestly, we should be all be seeing it.
0: No just idea whatsoever that's how
1: that's how we, we should be seeing it as us as as one entity we're just you know we're not separate we should be as in one we're one species so we should get along with each other and stop all this bullshit
0: yeah then we can go meet aliens bro exactly you guys want
1: to, no you know what you guys want to clap alien cheeks stop fucking around and be nice to one another
0: people be like there he goes homeboy fucked the martian once but yeah, so I honestly, that was The Road to Roswell. Next week, we'll be in with Roswell, The Road to Roswell Part 2, The Destination.
1: Where nobody really talks about The Road to Roswell. I know I talked about it earlier, or maybe we weren't even recording yet, but I was talking about it earlier with you. A lot of people are not taking The Road to Roswell seriously, and I swear I it's a big thing uh, to, that needs to be
0: talked about. I don't think people look at it that way. I think you and me are – I'm not saying we're this super genius guy pair, but I'm saying we got a fresh pair of eyes to look at the situation. You know what I mean? It's like when you invite someone to look at your work and help you with your work, you got a fresh eyes to show you what you're doing wrong or doing. Yeah, either. yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what we are, because you and me are very lateral thinkers, like that's how you and I think, and I think yeah. that's kind of what's happened here is that we're seeing what UFO Roswell crash, that's all it is, but a year before that, we launched the atomic bomb. A year before that, throughout the years, we're testing the atomic bombs. During the testing of the atomic bombs, they're seeing Foo Fighters in the skies. During that time, a deathbed confession of a spaceship crash in Giardu, Missouri. There's just all these little pieces that add up and there's more stuff. It just there wasn't enough information on that stuff for me to be like, let's add it. There's a bunch of little incidences too that just kind of build up to the lore of Roswell. Like, I think Roswell's a one and done situation. Like, Oh, they crashed for no reason. Maybe all of our testing on the nuclear weapons changed our atmosphere. See,
1: I was about to get into that. What if this type of technology act actually weakens their ships or maybe their life in general?
0: Maybe it fucks with their type of ships because we don't know how their ships work. But maybe the atmosphere changed because of all the nuclear radiation in the sky during these times.
1: Yeah, because if there's anything that we know, if you do believe in aliens, so allegedly, that these vehicles they could go through gravity like it's bullshit.
0: So okay. that would kind of mean exactly. like they
1: could they could do anything they want. But what if this nuclear stuff messes up with, with their the vehicle? And fucks with their vehicle because they they have the mathematics to go through gravity. But what if this nuclear stuff stops you from? retrieving that type of anti-gravity which is why we haven't actually learned their type of technology that could
0: be a good point exactly so what if like you said the nuclear radiation in the sky fucks with their equipment maybe it's like maybe it's like pouring salt into your fucking or sugar into your gas tank and it just fucks your vehicle up crashes Mm -hmm. bing bang boom we have the alien crash you know what I mean it makes sense aliens have been reported for hundreds of years UFOs have been reported for hundreds of years before this it's back in the Egypt times and this is the first reported crash, or potentially the first real reported crash in the Americas, if the KPR do is fake or not? <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. But that means, like, could we were
1: finally, allegedly, finally only using or testing nuclear weapons in between the years of 1939 and 1946,
0: right? Yeah, and then in 47 there's a crash. But while the crash is happening, which we discussed in our second episode, or third episode, I apologize, we talked about how a year before Roswell, a group of miners in Brazil get visited by aliens. It just, Why Brazil, though? Uh, They were mining plutonium in Brazil.
1: Uh, and we just fucking talked about the, the switch from uranium to plutonium,
0: didn't we? Exactly. Well, they were mining uranium because uranium gets turned into plutonium, but you exactly yeah. correct me. Good. Proud of you. You're learning. I love it. Good episode. <laughs> but yeah. You know what I mean? Like uranium's a naturally formed object in rock decay. It's naturally in the earth. They're mining it in Brazil. Nineteen forty six. Aliens come to these miners, they're like, Holy shit. Ten years later, Boaz is clapping alien cheeks. <laughs> it's just there's so much in the between the nineteen thirty nine and nineteen sixty there's so much alien and UFO bullshit. Something happened. Yeah.
1: And it's all kind of weird that it's all kind of fitting together. It all Even starts with a little boy.
0: It all starts with a little boy and a fat man. <laughs> well, so, what do you think? I think it's real, man. What the hell would you. What do you mean? I wouldn't be well, doing an no, episode no, if I wasn't no. like, yo, this is the legit. No, I mean,
1: we always do episodes. I mean, well, we don't know the, the, the gins, you know. Nah, legit. Nah. But in our minds, allegedly, we want it to be real. So. Real.
0: What do I think about this episode? I thought it was a good episode, great um, episode. I think I think something happened. I I think there's a lot of misidentification here, but I think there are some legit cases here. Oh, a hundred percent.
1: Say th- say there was like thirty si- sightings. I'm pretty sure at least ten of them are real.
0: I would even say maybe four. Let's say out of a hundred percent, I would say maybe five percent of the shit is correctly identified as UFO or alien phenomena, and the other ninety-five uh, has a logical explanation.
1: I would agree with that. That sounds about right.
0: Remember to follow us on Facebook at mystery kink. Follow us on the WordPress at wordpress.com slash mystery kink.
1: And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at mystery kink. And we already said their email, right?
0: Nope. But uh, pinned on the Twitter is our telegram
1: address. Oh, yes. Yeah. So if you guys really want to get inside this Telegram chat now this is – don't forget, I'm always going to mention this when we mention Telegram because it's a decentralized application. And if you guys want us to talk – because you know, there's some stuff that we have to edit out, you know, just because we might hurt people's feelings. Got to be politically
0: correct and fair. Yeah,
1: error. so, so this, is, this is why we have Telegram, so we can express our opinion without being censored. Yep. So, you know, but it's not like we're saying bullshit all the time. No, we're, we're
0: not over here – Anything derogatory or negative against anyone. We think you mm-hmm. all have the right to your freedom. So you do what you 100%. want, be who you are.
1: That's why we have decentralized implications for. It. So go ahead and follow us on Telegram, which is what Mystery Kink, right?
0: Yep.
1: It's also on our Twitter, appendit. So you guys should be good to go and uh also our tiktok at mystery kink right
0: yep and email us any ideas thoughts comments concerns problems you just want to tell us what's up you want to tell us we suck it don't matter just email us at mysterykink 2021 at gmail.com and even if you have something to say about this episode if you
1: guys know about something that we haven't looked at or know and you guys want to say like hey maybe you guys should have mentioned this
0: remember your mystery (laughs) is our king have a good night everyone